0: Hello and welcome to this A Mindset podcast. Um, If you want to find out more about A Mindset, you can go to our website at www.amindset.hk. Today we're interviewing. We've got a small chat with uh, Liz McCaughy. She is a psychotherapist, counsellor, our clinical supervisor here at A Mindset, and a presenter with over twenty years counselling experience. She is the founder of A Mindset, and while running it, she's also worked with clients focusing on depression, anxiety, stress management, having done couples therapy, mindfulness, crisis intervention etc, etc. So we're going to plug into all of that um, knowledge and experience that Liz has. So here we go. So welcome Liz to this month's podcast of A Mindset. Now Liz, you wrote an extremely interesting article about finding the right therapist for you. Um, It's for uh, written for people who've decided to to who've made the really brave decision to take responsibility for what's going on in their life, realize, hey, I can't deal with this myself. I'm going to look for help, and they've decided to take up therapy. Could you tell them what the next steps should be? How can they find the right therapists?
1: Sure. Um, thanks, Elise. And actually, I think you've uh, raised a very very valid point there. To come to therapy. You do need to be brave it is quite tough you know and these people that um that decide to go to therapy it's um it's a wonderful thing because both you and i we're both active therapists know um how important it is but it is very important that you find the right therapist because um well although our mindset's a global company here in hong kong um Counseling and therapy is not regulated, so you can advertise yourself as a counselor, and um, you can end up going to see someone who is not qualified, and that can be quite um, impactful in a negative way for um, people that are seeking therapy or the ones that have been brave enough, as you say, mm-hmm. to uh, sort out therapy. So, when you're looking to find a therapist, there are kind of there's two ways I look at it. Now, the article's on the website, the mindset website. People can uh, read through the article, um, and I will refer to it, of course, because that's um, what we're here for. But when I look at talking to people about you know, how to find the right therapist, and one of the reasons I decided to write the article is because quite a few people, my clients have come up and asked me, and said, you know, how, where do I go? What do you, uh, I want to recommend someone. What what should I look for? So there are two ways of looking at it, Okay. One of them is to um, look at it objectively and the other way is to look at the subjective aspect of the right therapist. Now, the importance of finding the right therapist on an objective level is, as I alluded to earlier, um, check the qualification. Make sure, make sure that the therapist is qualified. And we have lots of different modalities of CBT. Uh, conduct behavior therapy, ACT, acceptance commitment therapy, DBT, now, all those, there's so many different sorts of therapists. And each one in a way, um, has its own speciality. But at a mindset, what we say is that, and all of our therapists, um And I say therapist, by the way, but um, you could also equally say that you could say psychotherapists or counsellors. So at a mindset, we are able, our people are able, our team are able to call themselves counsellors. They're able to call themselves psychotherapists because they are all qualified. And the minimum qualification that we'll accept onto their mindset team for our counsellors is a master's of counselling. And it's not just a master's of counselling and looking. The qualification of the um, therapist, it's also where did they train? And again, most of our therapists are trained with Masters of Counseling at Monash University in Australia. So, all of our therapists um, have that as a minimum, an absolute minimum qualification. We could also say in our corporate side, we also have they all have MOCs, Masters of Counseling, they also have MBAs, they also have full qualifications. Now, for the counselling aspect and looking at the counselling side, I mentioned all these um, different modalities. Um, what a Masters of Counselling does is it gives you a really solid foundation in different um, aspects of therapy. And with the Masters, you get a, you know an overview of all of them. But what happens is the therapist and the counsellor will choose something, a niche, so I'm a psychodynamic therapist. I'm a, you know, an analytical psychotherapist because my training 100 years ago was in that modality, and that's my um, speciality. But I'm also aware of CBT. The more modern, I put it, the more um, cognitive surface levels of therapy, which is what some people want. But then there are also other people that want to go a lot deeper, all right? So that's what a mindset therapist have, is they have an eclectic um you know qualifications, but they also are the basis of a master's of counselling, which is absolutely essential. So that is the first thing that I would mm-hmm. say that you have to check
0: for. Okay. okay. So, so we've got. So, so that that really narrows it down, especially in Hong Kong, with the amount of people you can go to see. Um. So, what else would you suggest we look at if we're looking at this objectively? If we're go- going at this systematically all
1: right well let me let me just continue a little bit more with the objective side because um in the article and i won't read them in the article there are questions that you should ask a therapist okay um you know and and if you go to someone with anxiety and they've said that they're a specialist anxiety then question don't just take it as face value just say okay you know, how long we've been working with anxiety. And uh, now, obviously, a lot of our um, referrals come from psychiatrists. Um, so the psychiatrist knows our therapist, so it knows psychiatrists. Uh, we work with psychiatrists. And so um, that you don't need that sort of questioning because they've come from that um, avenue. But if they've come from an avenue where they've just gone on the website and there's a therapist that says, oh, yeah, I'm really good at anxiety, ask the therapist, question the therapist, okay? But... That then also brings in this aspect of sometimes the clients come for therapy and they don't 100% know what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, they know that they don't feel right, they've taken that brave step and they're going to and they've come into therapy, but they're really not 100% sure what they want. Then they need to speak to the therapist. So it's again, a kind of sense of not just researching the qualification, but researching and asking the right questions. And there are questions um, on the article on their mindset website that help you um, be guided to find a person that can work with what you think you need help with, yes. okay? So, again, this is a purely objective thing. Now, the and the next thing to look for is also you have to look at, is the therapist a member of a reputable association, okay? Yes,
0: yes, of course, yes.
1: Now, some people say, well, why is that so important? Well, associations have codes of ethics. And if the therapist is a member of that association, number one, it means that they are recognized and qualified enough to be a member of an association, which an unregistered, unqualified person cannot do. And the second thing is that they are legally bound, in a sense, to follow the code of ethics of that association. Now, mindset is, um, and you and I are sitting in Hong Kong, okay, and we we work with a mindset, we work in Hong Kong, but we also work globally. I know you have clients overseas, so do I. So I am a member of the British Association, the Australian Counselling Association, Hong Kong, because that's if I'm working globally and we promulgate that we work globally, I need to know what the codes of ethics are in different countries because it's completely different. Mm. All right, It doesn't mean I have to know every detail, but I have to be by a member of an association associated with that country know the basics, the basics of the code of ethics. So we again, a mindset and this is what a client should ask, what association are they a member of? Check out that they're a member of an association because you can't get members of an asso- a membership of an association unless you're qualified. So it's just a kind of another way of, of checking, all right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we also, then we also talked about um, well, we talked about the therapist approach the therapist' style. But I'll go more into that when I talk about the subjective aspect of finding a therapist. So then you have the practical considerations. Now, obviously, if you're in Hong Kong, it's not too bad because Hong Kong is quite small and there's always public transport. There's transport that will get you to a face-to-face session. Online, it's not as complicated. But, you know, um, in somewhere like Australia, where you travel big big distances, Mm -hmm. you need to make sure that you can get therapist this is from the client's point of view there's no point in arranging a therapy session it stresses you you know to the teeth to get there i mean because by the time you get there you're dealing with the stress and not the issue you want to be talking about so practical considerations is look at the location look at the availability of the therapist do they have space there's no point in trying to book someone the best person in the world but you can't get an appointment and then there's also that incredibly important aspect of cost Therapy is not cheap, and unless you have insurance com- cover, or unless you're on a program with your uh, company, it can get very expensive, all right? So you need to be able to afford the therapy, because therapy is not a one-session thing generally. Cognitive behavior therapy, behavioral therapy may be um, less number of sessions, but if you go deeper, pull back, you know, so I'll cliche the layer of the onion, then You know, you might need to have therapy for a longer time, Mm -hmm. which is also why at a mindset, we have introduced the low cost counseling. We have it here. We have it in the UK as well to make it affordable. And so the low cost counseling in Hong Kong is only $450. yeah, And in the UK, it's only 250 equivalent Hong Kong dollars, 25 pounds approximately. So we brought in. The low cost counselling. Now, of course, you've got to qualify. If you don't qualify, you won't be able to get it. But it gives you the opportunity of checking out as a client and saying, "Well, I know I'm going to need long term therapy. How am I going to afford it?" So that's very important as well. Just pure practical stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those are the those are the objective sides. Okay. Now, the subjective one is. I think you once mentioned to me. I can't remember. It's when we were talking. Once you mentioned something about the photo. Someone came to you. Yes,
0: yes, yes. I've had I've had at least two clients. Well, two clients have mentioned to me that they saw my photo and thought, right, that's it. I'm going to go with her. They that was it. They just felt an <laughs> affinity and pop They were there. They booked in and there they were.
1: And I'm sure they're still with you now, aren't they? They are. They are indeed.
0: You're very right.
1: <laughs> right. So there you go. So so. The, uh, the photograph is an indication of what i would say is a to take it a bit further of the therapeutic alliance mm. okay now when i back in the day as i say 100 years ago when i started uh, my training and got my qualification the there there wasn't a lot of emphasis put on the therapeutic alliance whereas nowadays it's empirically proven that the therapeutic alliance a good therapeutic alliance will it's it's got a much higher chance of uh, the therapy being successful. So what is a good therapeutic alliance? Well, you've got to like the person, you've got to like the picture for the start, okay? And then if you meet them and you you do the therapy session or whatever, you go to the session, you bond, you gel. Now, what a lot of people don't consider, it's not just that the clients got to like the therapist. The therapist also needs to... In a sense, not even like, but have a good alliance mm. with the client. Because mm. if they don't, what happens is there's this thing called counter transference in the jargon. Nice. And the counter transference is an indication that the therapist has got something that negative, a bias that's negative towards their client. Mm. Okay, so if that happens immediately, Now, the client doesn't like the therapist. They say, oh, no, sorry, this isn't going to work. The therapeutic alliance is not going to work. The client says that. An ethical and professional therapist, if that's reciprocated, if they feel something that, hey, I'm not 100% sure, then they have to let the client Mm -hmm. know because in the counter-transference, it would only get worse. And this is part of making sure that your therapist is a member of an association, because that is part of the code of ethics in a sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the therapeutic alliance, where there is an alliance, it's a good alliance, there's something that works, as you say, with your clients in the photo, it gels. Yeah. That's, that's incredibly important mm-hmm. for in the subjective side. Yeah. If it doesn't gel, it doesn't gel. You know, we all walk into a room and mm. we see people we like, we see people we don't like. It's not, it's not right or wrong. It just is. Yep. So, yep. from a subjective point of view, the therapeutic alliance is top of the list. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. And that's, that's it really. That,
0: uh, I have one more question because I was, um, so when you've done all the work, you've done it objectively, you've done your subjectively, and so, do you then, with, with a mindset, do you go ahead, straight ahead and book a full-on session? Oh, or? good
1: point. No, very good point. No, um, that's why we have this. This, we do a free intro because the therapeutic alliance uh. is so important. So, if someone comes to our mindset, you know, mm-hmm. they, they come along and, uh, what happens if they, they can't stand the person, you know, somebody's sitting opposite me and they, they hate me, they've wasted all that money. So, we mm-hmm. offer a, um, we offer just a free intro. It's like a, t- a twenty-minute chat for our um, our, for our you know our, our clients, and basically they they can have a quick chat. Um, in fact, I know because I think I'm I'm going to be referring someone to you, and you'll be. I know you'll offer this this chat to them because mm-hmm. it's. I think to for us, and it's something the team we've talked about at our group sessions and our our supervision. Um, it's only fair because. If you offer that chat, then the client gets the opportunity to decide whether they want to work with someone without having wasted a lot of money and the first session. So we offer, um, a free 20 minute session and yeah, it's, it works very well so far. And I don't think anybody's been refused. I think everybody's kind of gone, yeah, you know, then the end being rejected after their free session. But thank you for bringing that up. It's a very important part of. The
0: alliance, yeah, and I think it just because um, it it makes it a bit safer. It it lowers the threshold of somebody going into counselling to say, "Oh, okay, I can try it out for for twenty minutes. I can see if we gel. I can have a sort of almost like intro- introduction, but also a taster session." Right. Yes. So, my dear, lovely listeners and watchers, possibly. If you have not done counselling yet, you want to give it a go, go the objective route first, go the subjective route, and then book yourself in a 20-minute introductory session with the person that you thought would be the best fit. Thank you so much, Liz, for coming on to our lovely little podcast. And as ever, you are super interesting, and it's been amazingly informative, so I will be asking you back
1: thank you my love and I look forward to chatting to you again you take care
0: you too and you everyone listening take care as well and we'll speak again soon bye a mindset is a diverse group of individuals from different walks of life that have come together with a common goal to help For most of us, this is our second job, and we have all chosen to take time to provide affordable counseling to anyone who might need it. Having access to such a diverse group, a teacher, a nurse, an accountant, a corporate, has meant that not only can we tap into each other's experiences, but our clients benefit too.